Hi, I'm Quiva. I'm in fifth class in St. Ursula's Waterford. I live at home with my mum, dad and two sisters, Searsha and Alana, and my cat, Tilly. I'm 10, nearly 11, on the 15th of December. I was supposed to be born in January. My mum and dad say I was the best Christmas present ever. When I was younger, I thought the lollipop lady gave you lollipops. I was so disappointed every morning when I walked in without a lollipop. Ah yes, lollipop ladies, the kindest ladies in the world, but the fiercest creatures if they're crossed. Maybe you have a lollipop lady at your school, or a lollipop man, or maybe you don't have one at all. Two colours, that's all they need, red and green. Up to last month, the Ursuline Girls' School in Waterford had just one lollipop lady, Lila Maloney. The children adored her. In fact, they looked forward to going to school every morning just so they could cross the road with Lila. She always had a kind word to everyone. I hope you got your homework done. I heard you did well in your spelling test, good girl. Well, Searsha, them is lovely pigtails. <gasps> There's a land in me little night owl. Well, Quiva girl, some goal Harry Kane got last night. I think Spurs going to win the league. Have a great day, girl. See you at half two. Every morning the same. Lila was full of encouragement for all the children of the Ursuline Girls' School. She got on particularly well with the roaches, Quiva, Alana and Searsha. She knew their dad supported Tottenham Hotspur, just like her husband Paddy, who sadly died last year. In fact, since Paddy had died, being a lollipop lady was even more important to Lila. Oh, how she looked forward to getting up every morning, feeding her dog Toby, having her porridge and putting on her high-vis coat and picking up her lollipop stick. It was a simple stick, green on one side with a picture of feet walking and red on the other, letting the cars know to stop. Out she'd go in the morning and then she'd go home to do her bits and pieces before returning to the school for half two again in the afternoon when the children got out. Lila had no children of her own, but she loved hearing about the lives of the Ursuline girls. It gave her such a boost inside. She even missed them at the weekends and looked forward to Monday coming around. But not this particular Monday. Oh no. The city council had decided that Lila needed backup. There were over 500 girls in the school and they felt it was too much responsibility for just one person to get them all across the road safely every day. They wanted to help Lila, to give her support. But Lila didn't see it like that. She was 64 years old now and she thought the council were just getting ready to give her the old heave-ho and bring in a new, younger lollipop model. Which is why she was so surprised that particular morning when Colleen introduced herself. To be honest... It was hard to miss Colleen. She wore a flashing neon plastic coat and a hat with LL written on it. Well, it's just dandy to meet you, Lila. Please allow me to introduce myself. Colleen McGillicuddy from Winslow, Arizona. U.S. of A. Oh, it's so wonderful to be here in Ireland. My granddaddy's granddad came from here and I thought it would be just dandy to come back one day and live here. Oh, I brought you some meatloaf as a little gift. It's my mama's recipe. Lila decided there and then that she didn't like her. Meatloaf. I only sings an old meatloaf song about one o'clock of a Saturday morning, girl, if I've had a win on the bingo. Do you know what I mean? You can keep it. Hmm. Lila wasn't particularly impressed at all. Anyway, what's that LL on your half for? 
I thought you said your name was Colleen. Why, it is. This stands for Lollipop Lady. You know I have a master's degree in road safety from the University of Arizona. Oh, Lila, you're going to learn so much from me, and everybody's going to benefit from having my expertise. Say, I can bring you a much bigger, better lollipop stick tomorrow, Lila. I have a collection of them at home. Your grand girl's nothing wrong with that stick. It has a cheers. Lila's nose was well and truly out of joint, but when the girls came to cross the road, she was her usual cheery self. Well, Alana, oh, a French plait in your hair today. Oh, fair play to your mammy. Have a great day, love. Ah, there's Quiva. Y'all set for the hurling blitz tomorrow. Colleen was observing Lila and was rather amazed at how well she knew the children and the great relationship she had with them all. She decided she'd give it a try. Well, hi there, darlings. You know, yesterday is history, tomorrow's a mystery, and today's a gift. That's why we call it the present. The children just stared at her. What are you on? Oh, here's more children. Hi, girls. Don't count your chickens before the hatch. Have a good day now. Y'all come back tomorrow. By the next day, Colleen had learned every motivational quote in the book. If she didn't have anything to say to the children, then she'd say something motivational. The children thought this new American lady was quite funny and very nice. They all stopped to talk to her, and none of them seemed to notice that Lila hung back, and she wasn't saying very much. Lila, honey, there's an automobile coming. Don't you want to put out your little lollipop stick and stop it? There's one car and no children, Colleen girl. Get a grip. Oh, now, don't y'all be so touchy with me. Oh, here's another SUV. I better turn the lights on my lollipop stick and stop them all. Lila looked on as Colleen's stick flashed on and off. It even played music, which was really loud for all the cars to hear. But instead of being annoyed by her ridiculous over-the-top actions, everyone, parents, children, teachers, loved her. Here, take a present from Colleen's gift basket. You wouldn't believe it. Colleen had arrived the following morning armed with gifts for all the children as they crossed the road to school. Come on, let's cross. And remember, your happiness lies in you. Now, child, would you like an iPad? Good morning, little ladies. I've got some PS5s and LOL dolls in here. Come on, take your pick and cross the road with Colleen. Not a single child had looked at Lila that morning. They all walked over to Colleen's side to cross the road, leaving Lila standing in a puddle holding her lollipop stick and feeling pretty useless. Until she got a tap on the arm. It was the Roach Girls. Uh, will you help us cross the road, Lila? I will, of course, girls. We won the Blitz. Ah, well done. Quiva and Alana knew that Lila didn't seem like herself. She really was down in the dumps. As they were walking up the path to school, they heard the two lollipop ladies sort of shouting at each other. It really was a sight. Colleen had tried to take Lila's old lollipop stick when she wasn't looking. She wanted to replace it with a snazzy electric one. But Lila was having none of it. I'm warning you, give me back me stick. Lila was kind of battling Colleen with her stick. It was like a lightsaber fight with two older ladies. You and your nonsense. I don't know who you think you are coming in on my patch. You're full of yourself. Everybody thinks you're brilliant, but I see your trio callers trying to win the children over with presents. You must own the credit union, girl. You're trying to take me job. Well, you can have it. I'm not going to stand around in the freezing cold every morning when I'm not needed. And I'm not wanted. Quiva and Alana heard everything. They'd never seen Lila so angry and so sad as she walked back in the direction of home. The next morning at school it was awful. It was just Colleen now and she'd upgraded herself with a new lollipop officer helmet. She was even wearing rollerblades zipping across the road with the children. 
There was a backlog of traffic into Kilkenny because each time she'd cross the road with a child, she'd sing a song and put on a performance for everyone. Oh, it was painful to watch. All week it was the same. And nobody really seemed to care, except for the Roach girls. By Thursday night, Alana just couldn't sleep. Now, she was a night owl at the best of times, but she tossed and turned in her bed, worried about poor Lila and how she must be feeling. Alana shared a room with Saoirse, who was also awake and listening to her favourite troll songs. And there and then, lying in bed, Alana hatched her plan. She went in and woke her older sister, Quiva, and they set to work. The sun had come out on Friday morning and the school was its usual busy, hustly, bustly place. Good thing there were two lollipop ladies to help the children cross the road. Colleen wasn't wearing her garish, light-up neon uniform. Just a simple coat and hat. And Lila was just the same as ever. But she was back. Something she'd really missed this week. She'd woken to the sound of her letterbox at around six o'clock earlier that same morning. She knew it wasn't the postman, so when she saw the handwritten letter on her hall floor, she had to sit down on the stairs to read it. Colleen had been about to leave her house when she saw a little note in her letterbox. After reading it, she went back upstairs and changed. I guess I owe you an apology, Lila. I didn't mean to take over or make you feel like you weren't needed. Truth is, I was... I was kind of jealous of the way the kids all knew you and loved you. I just wanted to be like that too. And I didn't realize just how important being a lollipop lady was to you since your husband died. No, I'm sorry, Colleen girl. Ah, I just felt a bit forgotten, that's all. I should have been a bit more welcoming to you and I should have helped you settle in. I didn't even ask you about yourself. Sure, I never knew you'd absolutely no family and you just wanted to come to Ireland to make new friends. The two lollipop ladies put down their sticks and hugged. But wait, how did you know about my situation? Asked Colleen. Sure, your letter. Actually, how did you know about me? I never told you. Well, I knew because of your letter, said Colleen. No, said Lila. I haven't written nothing but my lotto numbers this week. Well, I didn't send you a letter neither. Confused, but extremely happy that they were now friends and could work together for the good of all the children, Colleen and Lila picked up their lollipop sticks and set about helping all the children cross the road. Well, Quiva, well, Alana, how are you, Saoirse? As the roaches crossed with the help of the two lollipop ladies, they knew their little plan had worked. You see, like lollipop sticks, we all have different colours to us. Sometimes we don't let the world see our true colours, our good true colours. Sometimes we can't even see them ourselves and it takes other people to bring them out of us and let them shine. The Ursuline is now famous for its two lollipop ladies and they're the best of unlikely friends. Crossing the road in the mornings is more like a talent show. Colleen has even learned to do cartwheels and Lila juggles tennis balls as they walk across together. But if they show you the red sign to stop, then you better do it. There's nothing as fierce as a crossed lollipop lady. Just ask Lila. Kiss